The reading comes from Proverbs chapter 3, starting at the first verse. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks so much, Ivan. Well, as I mentioned uh, at the beginning of our time together, this is our third week into our Sunday sermon series on life matters, everyday issues that we're all facing or we all face in one way or another. Today, we're exploring making decisions. I couldn't decide whether to speak on making decisions or being indecisive. <laughs> but remember the old joke about the psychiatrist who asked his patient, if he has trouble making decisions and the patient answers, well, doctor, yes and no. Or how about the married couple who were celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary and at the party everybody wanted to know how they managed to stay married so long in this day and age. And the husband responded, well, when we were first married, we came to an agreement. I'd make all the major decisions and my wife would make all the minor decisions. And in 60 years of marriage, We've never had to make one major decision. Making decisions isn't always easy. In fact, I can promise you it's a minefield. What's the right decision to make? How do I know what to decide? If I choose this, what if things don't work out? These are questions that we all grapple with. I know because I do myself. And I know from many of you that you do too. We struggle to make decisions for all sorts of reasons. Decisions about life-changing things like studying, careers, relationships, family, parenting, or where to live. But if you're anything like me, decisions can be tough enough concerning everyday things too. Like which coffee shop to go to, what jumper to wear, what to choose from the menu. Anybody who's been to a restaurant with me will know that I'm terrible at choosing from menus. I like to keep my options open. And then there are the impulsive 
decisions, aren't there? Should I say those words? Or what on earth should I say? Should I react angrily? Or how should I react? What can I do to help this situation? Do I need that shirt, dress, skirt, handbag, iPad, pair of shoes? Obviously by I, I mean we. Is it best to write that letter of complaint? Should I ignore the person who upset me? Or should I talk to them? Is expressing that particular opinion going to help or hinder? Should I turn a blind eye or should I do something? And then there are really, really difficult decisions like, should I kick that ball boy or leave him alone? Decisions are a big part of life. Decisions matter. They matter to us and they matter to those who we share our lives with. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. Making decisions is a tricky business. So how do we make good or healthy decisions? Is there a recipe for success? When facing difficult or significant decisions, or when we want to address the way we impulsively make unfortunate decisions, where can we go for help? Well, as Christians and as members of Christ Church Baston Hill, we say that we can turn to God and to his word, the Bible, for help. And that's quite right. But how will involving God more fully in our decision-making help, if at all? What support or guidance can we rely on from God? And what help or inspiration does God's word, the Bible, hold for us? Well, today's Bible passage that Ivan read for us contains some fantastically helpful hints you'll be glad to hear to help us explore these questions together. But we've only got time this morning to look at one or two things. This is just a taster, a starter. There'll be opportunity to explore much more through the home group discussion notes that have been sent out or they're available in paper form in the foyer. Did you know that the book of Proverbs contains the wisdom of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Although perhaps not all of it was written by him because commentators just can't decide. It's said that people came from all over the ancient world just to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And so it's therefore no surprise then that his words were recorded in a book that could be passed down through the ages. Solomon points out that we're all walking the path of life. But this path of life has two main branches. The branch chosen by the wise produces joy, purpose, and hope. The branch chosen by the foolish brings heartache, sorrow, and destruction. Does this mean, then, that if we get every decision right in life, we won't have any problems Unfortunately, not. Not at all. Wise decisions can lead to trouble and struggles. Just look at the Apostle Paul. He made the wisest decision of all to follow Jesus. And yet in his second letter to the church in Corinth, he writes a long list of his troubles. Prison, flogging, 40 lashes, being shipwrecked. I mean, the list goes on. The truth is that the path of many a wise person has been littered with struggles. The point Solomon is making is that the wise choices that we make can help bring along joy, 
purpose and hope in whatever life throws at us. So how can we join up with the wise then? How do we make wise decisions? And how do we avoid foolishness and foolish decisions? Because we clearly want to avoid those. I want to avoid adding to the heartache, sorrow and destruction of life. And I'm sure you do too. Well, the key is in the passage that we heard in verse 5 of Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. It's probably quite familiar to you. Here is the essence of all wisdom. Throw yourself face down before the Lord. Lie helplessly before him. That's what Solomon is encouraging us to do. God asked the prophet Jeremiah, if you fall helplessly in a safe place, what will you do when things get really tough? You can read about that in Jeremiah chapter 12. Well, of course, Jeremiah learns that the answer is to not rely on his own thoughts and understanding, but to lean on God's, to depend on him fully for support, to trust in God. And so the important thing for us to remember is that we will fall. Life will cause us to stumble, and when we do, we need to avoid simply falling helplessly, and instead to choose to fall helplessly before the Lord. There's a huge difference. I'm sure a number of us have looked on as some of the people we know and love have fallen helplessly in life, and you've prayed, and you've prayed, and you've prayed that they would be able to fall helplessly before God instead. Because you know that leaning on God in whatever we're facing makes a big and lasting difference in life. This is a crucial, crucial decision that we can all make. It will also make a difference to all our decision making. Because we'll be recognizing our weakness before we even start thinking things through. And then we'll lean on God for his wisdom and his support. In all your ways acknowledge him, Solomon tells us. Now this is so much more than just a, a vague nod in God's direction. This means knowing him, trusting him like your friend. Making this crucial choice comes with a promise though. That the Lord will make our path straight. Now, clearly Solomon realizes that our paths through life often become anything but straight. They can chaotically twist and turn. They bring along sharp, unexpected turns. For Kate and I, this has certainly been true. Sometimes you just don't see things coming in life. And once they do, you wonder when the zigzag bends are ever going to end. And yet Solomon delivers this wonderful promise with great certainty. He will. They are very powerful words where God is concerned. Leaning on God as a friend we can totally trust will ultimately bring direction and clarity and smooth the road out before us. Solomon does not promise that God will set us on another path that God will take away the circumstances that that particular stretch of road is bringing along. 
but that God is at work for good along the road, helping us to plot a more direct path through the difficulties. And his strength will come, and his guidance, and his comfort. Have you and I found that promise to be true yet? Are we choosing to fall helplessly? Or are we choosing to fall helplessly before the Lord, leaning on his support? This decision will affect all our future decisions. But I do think this particular wisdom of Solomon still leaves us with a couple of questions. Firstly, how does God show his support when we face decisions? Well, I think we could honestly say that God shows his support in as many ways as there are people. It's different for every single one of us. But if we were all to share the ways in which we've received support from God, there'd probably be some common themes, wouldn't there? Like prayer, or through dreams, or through other people. Through our passion, our ideas, our gut feeling or intuition. And of course, through God's word, the Bible. God has shown me support for my decisions in all sorts of ways over the years. I remember once when I was grappling with the call to ordination, and I really was grappling. Kate and I went for a walk, and we walked through the woods and the bluebells. And through that conversation, God gave me more courage and reassurance than I could have ever imagined. And the second question that I think we're left with is this. When making a decision, is there only one right option? Have you ever almost blown a fuse over trying to discern the choice that you think is the right one? I know I have. The choice that God wants us to make so that everything will be okay. The choice that is in line with God's will. You may have heard Kate and I say before that years ago when Kate was looking for a curacy and I was looking for another church post, we had a choice between leafy prosperous, attractive Rygate, and concrete, ugly, slightly unnerving Luton. And we visited Rygate, and on the way home we visited Luton. And when we got out of the car in Luton, we had a very clear sense or gut feeling that Luton was the place. But we were still not 100% sure. And then a lovely friend gave us a word of encouragement from the Bible. And it was Isaiah 30, 21. You know it well, probably. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Well, I can remember thinking, well, thank you for that. Clear as mud. We were young. We were expecting a clear indication, one way or another. And of course, sometimes that does come. Maybe we should have made, paid more attention to that gut feeling, that, that sense we got. But more often than not, that clear indication one way or another, it just doesn't come. But God's promise is certain. He will, says Solomon. He will be with us on that path. Whatever choices we make in life, whether they lead to more trouble or less trouble, more success or less success, a bigger house or a smaller house, God will never leave us. He'll be with us always, everywhere. The key is acknowledging that he is. 
This is not to take anything at all away from Solomon's wisdom about wise and foolish choices. That stands. But the promise that God will be with us on whatever path we choose, following whatever choices we make, is incredibly reassuring. There are no boundary marks to God's grace. Last week, Colin from Bikers Church told us brilliantly that following all sorts of unwise, well, we'll say it properly, foolish decisions and choices that he made without any reference to God whatsoever, God sought him out and poured the love of his son Jesus into his life. Colin had chosen the foolish path, but God met with him and helped him to make better choices. And ever since, he's helped Colin to choose the wise path through life by enabling to trust him fully and to follow Jesus each and every day. And that can be true for all of us, not just Colin. Making decisions, if you hadn't noticed, is a tricky business. But the key to wisdom in all our choices is this, our trust and God's promise. Our trust in God as our 100% dependable friend, the one we can lean on for support, for guidance and strength. The choice we make to fall helplessly face down before God and not just to fall helplessly. This can radically affect the way we make our decisions, whether they're life-changing ones or everyday ones, whether they're about a job move or about what to do and say in the heat of an argument. And the promise that through our trust the Lord is with us on every path we choose, working for good to bring us through whatever life throws at us, will be certain. That in itself is an encouragement to rely on God for all our decisions in the future. Surely, why turn our noses up at that kind of promise? So today, how are we going to depend on God more fully in the decisions we have to make? I encourage us all to make a start by doing one important thing, making one very important choice, to fall helplessly before him and to carry on doing so. I want to finish with the words of one of my favorite poems by Robert Frost. You, you may know it or you may have heard it. It talks of a decision and the choosing of a road less traveled. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry I couldn't travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other as just as fair and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less travelled by, and that has made all the difference.